We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, welcome inside the Get the As Charged podcast. My name is Steven. I am your host. Joining me today for another Get to Know series about Baylor safety, JT Woods, is Mr. Garrett Ross, who contributes for uh, Bears Illustrated 247, as well as ESPN Central Texas Radio 1660. Garrett, thanks for taking the time to join me, man. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on as well. And we're, uh, like I said, really excited about to dive into uh, JT Woods and his background. Obviously, the Chargers selecting him in the third round. Uh, but first, we are big-time draft nerds on this show. Uh, really curious to get some of your thoughts about where some of the other Baylor Bears ended up. And I know uh, specifically put on a huge show at the Combine this year. We all know how David Renner likes those track athletes. So uh, any surprises for you? Uh, in terms of the group that came out of Baylor, in terms of where they ended up, where they were drafted, who kind of stood out to you in, in, uh, two weekends ago? I would say surprise. I was surprised that six guys got drafted. Um, I, I was also kind of surprised that Treston Ebner was drafted over a guy like Abram Smith. Um, I do understand that the perspective from the versatility that Ebner provides. I just felt like with the modern NFL getting away from the special teams, essentially trying to wipe out the kicking game, if you want to get down to it, that that would kind of be a negative impact on Ebner. Um, and if you look at Abram Smith, that's a guy who could easily play defense. He was a linebacker that converted to the running back position, uh, but he was able to get picked up by the Saints. I think that's a good fit for him. Um, I would say probably Taquan Thornton ended up with the Patriots and the way that yeah. move went down, you know, because uh, not very often do you see Belichick go after receivers. Um, so that that's a unique situation. And I feel like that's going to be a good fit. If you go back and look at Mac Jones, I mean, most of his success has come on the deep ball. You go back and look at, you know, Alabama, he had a gang of wide receivers that would just get past the secondary and he would lob it up. I think that's something they might be able to capture and with Taekwon because of that speed he has. He definitely needs to work on his route running, but I think that's a good fit for him. Um, and then you look at Jalen Petrie. Jalen Petrie is a, a kid from Houston that has an opportunity to go back home and play for the Texans. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see. I am kind of concerned when you look at the, I guess, the distraction of the organization. 
I, I think that you sure. everybody's got to be apprehensive. You know that that's got to get tightened up in house. Uh, and I like Lovey Smith. I think Lovey Smith's a good coach. He's a serviceable coach that could get the most out of Jalen. Hey, he's a Texas guy as well, so he has those roots. Um, those are some of the the ones that really stood out to me the most. And the JT Woods situation, I think that um, that Los Angeles is a really good fit for him. Um, the, to me, dude, I'm looking at the quarterbacks, though. I mean, y'all have – you're going to have Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Derek yeah. Hall, obviously what y'all got with Justin Herbert, which in practice he'll see. That's going to be fun to watch, man, and see if that brings the best out of him. Yeah, absolutely. We, we can definitely talk about that. Uh, you know, the AFC West giving him lots of opportunities uh, to kind of earn that nickname, I guess, in the NFL. How, how did the Heartbreak Kids start off? Because he kind of tried to explain it a little bit in his press conference. But so the other players gave it to him. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So he was a big wrestling fan and okay. he, he loved the Heartbreak Kid. What was, I guess it's Shawn Michaels, I think. I haven't watched wrestling in like 25 years. <laughs> uh, he was, so that was you know, the, the, he kind of picked that up. And it really fits his style of play, man. If you go and look, he's such a disruptive player. And he he's constantly blowing, you know, coming up, making big hits, blowing it up. He's He will break your heart. So, it, I mean, it fits perfectly for him. Yeah, I know. The the, the ball skills, too, are, are kind of what it was attractive to me, you know, heading into the draft and then, you know, just kind of diving into him. But, you know, I always like to start about the, you know, background information on these players before we kind of talk about on the field. Um, obviously we know about him as a track athlete again Dave Aranda really loves those track athletes was Baylor always the place that he was going to end up or was it kind of a close call what can you tell us about the recruiting background for JT Woods his time before Baylor yeah so he was a three-star recruit coming out of the the greater San Antonio area in the the powerhouse program Cibolo still um, he did a lot of great things there but he was one of those players that was kind of overlooked by your quote unquote, your Texas, your Oklahoma, you know, they didn't, they saw the three star, they saw we're going to have to develop uh, this guy and they didn't want to mess with that. Um, but it was really the, a perfect storm. If you look and, and you go back, he goes to Baylor. Uh, they take their time to work with him. Obviously there was coaching changes that went on there, uh, but that shows how he's adaptive and he's able to, you know, pick things up quickly. And if you go back and look at that freshman season, man, he started 13 games as a true freshman. It was making an impact right there. So, it was one of those things where I think he got kind of overlooked by a lot of teams, but Baylor swooped in and, and developed him perfectly. So was he initially a Matt Rule recruit and then just kind yes. of stayed through the process? Yeah, he was one of those. And then once Rule left for the NFL, um, you know, they they who wouldn't want to, if you're a defensive player, who wouldn't want to play for Aranda, right? Like if you look yeah. at his, his track record of developing guys, especially in particular the linebacker position and the, you know, the secondary, it was an ideal fit, man. And I think it really benefited you know, JT in the long run. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, of course, Aranda's track record, his scheme, I think really asks a ton of their defensive backs. Like you're, you know, like you're kind of alluding to here. And that's something that he'll be continued to ask to do in Los Angeles. What can you tell our listeners kind of about Woods's responsibilities in Aranda's scheme over the past few years at Baylor? Uh, he did so he he wouldn't really blitz a lot. They used JT um, in a situation where he would dominate in coverage. If you go back and watch a lot of the games, he would lock down his side of the field, which really put a lot of pressure on a guy like Riley Tejada, who was exposed at time because of it. And um, a prime example, if you go back and watch the BYU game last year, 
JT Woods completely just locked it up, and all the big plays that came were because they were going at Tejada. So uh, he's a guy that he definitely needs to work, I would say, coming up. He, he's good at keeping the, the plays in front of him, but he needs to definitely work on his deep coverage skills and flipping his hips and getting quicker. Those are some of the areas that he's definitely going to need to improve on. And it will come. It will definitely come. Yeah, you know, I, I think you look at some of the the – technique issues and i think those are things that can absolutely be you know cleaned up i know initially when he was drafted people went and looked you know of course at like pff and you see a high missed tackle rate and, and things like that but when you look at the coverage numbers and all the coverage numbers are fantastic so i think if you can and will work on the technique issues like you're mentioning in terms of flipping his hips deep you know wrap being a, a cleaner wrap-up tackler i think you're looking at a guy who will uh you know outkick his his draft coverage if you will oh no doubt i mean i think his big play ability the fact that he, he has a really high football iq and he can read that he'd almost read a break in a receiver before he makes it which leads to a lot of his interceptions and of course there are going to be times when you play that way where you might jump a coverage get burnt that double move i think being able to identify a double move and staying on top of it is something that can benefit him and that might be a challenge early on as quick and as good as the receivers are in the NFL, but I think that's something where you can see that that high football IQ kick in and help him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I loved watching the way he kind of would process information. You mentioned the BYU game. I think the TCU game from this past year was another good glimpse of how he kind of can see things and react. And then he brings that, you know, insane speed and can close gaps in such a hurry. Oh, yeah. That's one of the things that if you, I mean, that sub 4-4 speed, was really on display. And if you go look at that Texas State game, and a lot of people are going to say, well, yeah, it's Texas State. Well, he has a 97-yard return, fumble return for a touchdown. He has another pick six. And it wasn't just that game, man. If you go and look in the, the Big 12 championship game, he had another interception. The game mm -hmm. against Texas, he had two interceptions, one that he returned for 40 yards. And, I mean, and then in the, uh, the, S, the Sugar Bowl, another two interceptions. So this guy steps up in, in big game moments, and he's the one that can really flip the and give you the momentum in a time of need. Yeah, I might have to get him some uh, return work, maybe maybe work Very on that awesome. a little bit. Um, one last question about on the field. Dane Brugler from The Athletic put in his uh, description on the beast that you know he thinks teams could potentially see uh, JT as like a, an outside press corner, at least you know situationally. It doesn't sound like that's in the cards for the Chargers, at least as, you know, kind of working him as a deep safety and maybe in the slot a little bit. But do you think that it could actually be a possibility or could have been, I should say, that teams would view him more of an outside corner as opposed to like a true safety? I think they could. Um, I would be apprehensive to say now. I think maybe after he's in the league and develops a couple of years and gets a some, some tighten up some of those technical aspects – then maybe, but right now I think he needs to work better in coverage and and not let people get over the top of him. But it's something that could happen. I just don't see it happening right on uh, right now. For sure, for sure. All right, I always like to get some you know kind of character background. Obviously, you know, the Chargers love you know bringing in strong, high character players, and it seems like JT fits that mold. What can you tell us about how you kind of saw JT grow off the field at his time at Baylor? Uh, this is a guy who come in and he's always had a big personality, but he would kind of keep it to himself at times. He would be shy. And as the years went on, 
he just really flourished into one of the the people who really magnified when he when you had an opportunity to interview JT, you knew you were going to get a lot of joy, that big personality. Uh, and he's a guy that can bring a lot of really great chemistry and make things fun in a locker room. Yeah, I really like that. And um, he mentioned, I, I can't remember what specifically, but he's got an off the field cause. I, I think that he's particularly passionate about, Do you know, anything about his off field work or anything like that. I'm honestly not too familiar with that. Okay. Well, I'll have to uh, hopefully get him on here and uh, ask him about that. But uh my um my last question here and before we get you out of here, I always like I said, big draft nerds on here. Anybody from uh Baylor coming out potentially next year that you think uh you know general draft fans and of course Chargers fans should keep an eye on? I would say next year is gonna be a really intriguing draft for Baylor because you're gonna have a lot of offensive linemen and defensive linemen that enter the draft. Um I would keep an eye on a guy like Connor Galvin um along the offensive line, maybe like Gabe Hall is another one, a defensive lineman. Um, TJ Franklin's another defensive lineman to keep an eye on. And then probably a guy like Dylan Doyle, depending on if he comes back or not at a linebacker position, as somebody that you could see come out and, and be a name that people target. There's really not a lot of skill set positions that are going to yeah. draft next year for Baylor. I think a lot of that came out this season. They're really young at the receiving core, so that's going to be a couple of years there as well. So I think the big bulk of Baylor next year is going to be offensive and defensive linemen and seeing what they can do. Is Hall that the big nose tackle? Yeah. Okay. All right. He was somebody that I really liked on film, so I'm, I'm curious to see where he ends up. So, uh, Well, Garrett, man, thanks for taking the time to join me today. Chargers fans, make sure and uh, give him a follow at underscore Garrett Ross if you're interested in you know checking out some Baylor games. And, you know, Garrett, I've got to say, I'm hoping to uh, make the trip out to Waco next year as a, as a Utah alumni. So uh, hopefully we can uh, see you out there sometime. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, man. And Garrett, uh, again, Garrett Ross, everybody, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join me today. Appreciate you having me.